What's going on, campers? <laughs> Y'all good out there? Yeah. Now, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm hoping that when I ask these questions, because I'll be like, you're good. How's it hanging? You know, we alive. That you're answering yes. And I'm glad that you, our listener, are saying yes. Because if the answer is anything to the contrary, then I hope that your day is about to turn around. Because you're listening to another new episode of Camp Fire Adventures. And if you're wondering who the hell I am, well, I'm your host, Dylan. And I'm coming at you with another new episode of our cryptid-themed podcasts. So I have the boys. Actually, just Ollie with me today. We decided that we were going to spend our day together today. And I also thought it might be fun to have a guest caller join us. And as you've heard in the background, it is our very favorite Mrs. Banks from the great North Carolina. Woo-woo! Woo-woo! Thanks for coming hello, back. Hello, hello. Hello! My name's Dylan. And my name's RKJ. And we're here for a new episode of Campfire Adventures. We're going to get copyrighted. <laughs> Probably. But um, <laughs> So thank you for being here. Thanks for being the RKJ. And I'd also like to do a special thank you to everybody out there in podcast land because you're listening. Anyway, so for this week's episode, I thought it might be interesting to see if I could find a solution to my worm fear issues. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. I don't know like where I got this idea, but if you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about, then I recommend checking out the episode about the Mongolian death worm because we get into it there. Long story short is I'm not a worm person. I feel like they're aliens. And I was thinking like, hey, since there's this death worm cryptid out there, I was wondering maybe if I could find another cryptid out there that I could call on to defend me from my arch nemesis. And if that occasion ever so arises, I think that I found somebody. So that's going to be the inspiration for this week's story. And I think with all that said, it's time for us to just get into it. So it's time for us to grab our drinks. And actually, I never really tell you what I'm drinking sometimes. But this one is just so cool that I want to tell you guys. I found a beer called the Mutant X IPA. And And it's freaking delicious. And it's so cool because there's like a... Remember how we did the store in the Wendigo? Yes. So it looks just like that. And I'll send you a picture so you can see it. But anyway, check it out if you're 21 and older. And anyway, so we're chilling. I'm on my futon. Rena's in the game room because we need a couch potato moment sometimes. So it's just nice. And I guess with all that said, it's time for us to get into this week's story. So hit the theme song. could possibly be skilled enough to take on a worm and you know i guess now that i'm actually kind of talking about it and thinking about it a bird would probably seem like the most logical answer i mean Mm -hmm. you know what they say the early bird gets the worm i mean somebody says that but um that's not what i picked and now that i'm talking about it i wish i would have thought about it a little bit more but the cryptid that i found and actually may now be more inclined to add it to the list of things i never want to come face to face with it's known as the Joba Fofi, which sounds pretty classy. So this cryptid is a native. 
kind of. If you spell it, it's J apostrophe B A, and then Fofi is capital F O capital F I. Is that like native or like French or something? So actually, this cryptid is a native to the Congo, mm-hmm. and it did have European influence back in the day, as a lot of the African countries did. So mm-hmm. that might be how they get the Joba Fofi, right. or maybe not. The Congo, it's a country that's located in Africa, and it's the second largest country in that continent with the second mm-hmm. largest river. And the one thing, however, that it doesn't come second with is having the world's largest spider, or at least the largest spider to believed to exist in the world. And so the Congo is believed to be the origin place for the Jobafofi. And I know that all of you right now are thinking like, you know, this cryptid is so enormous and it's a giant spider. You know, we know that much, but is it really something that we should be cautious about or that we should know to be cautious about? And I, I will give you some more details, but I feel like the size alone, just knowing that it's the world's largest spider and also knowing that it's a spider, so it's already a predator, that should be enough to cause caution. But this cryptid, it's said to grow up to be about three to five feet in size. Now, this is including the alleged idea that the abdomen is about as big as a basketball, and then the spider's legs can grow alone to be five feet in length. That's just the longest that they're known to be. Um, The spider's believed to be able to spin web And it can make its web so big, three feet in width and six feet in length. Okay. Spider-Man, is that you? (laughs) Yeah, it's the one that made (laughs) Spider-Man. So as an adult, the Jobafofi is said to be brown and to have a purple abdomen. And it has hair all over, like like, kind of like a tarantula. And I guess just to take on its prey, it also has a large set of fangs that are venomous. And it's supposed to be that the venom causes welling and then sex actually like tear apart your body. And when I was learning all this stuff about this cryptid, about the Jobafofi, I actually started envisioning this giant spider, right? And I'm picturing mm. it in my head and I'm like, wow, this thing's crazy. Eight legs and abdomen the size of a basketball. You know, their legs mm. go like four or five feet. And I realized that the spider that I was envisioning was that giant one from Harry Potter. Did you watch those movies? I didn't finish it. Okay, well, it's in the uh, first movie, I think. Sorcerer's Stone? Is it the one? You know the one? Or is it the second one when they have the car, right? Remember with Dobby and all that stuff? And Hagrid, he raises this giant spider. His name's Aragog, and he lives in the Forbidden Forest. Do you remember that spider? No, I don't. I told you I haven't finished it. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll work on it, but I'll post a picture. But anyway... (laughs) For the fans of Harry Potter out there, if you watch the movie and you remember who Aragog is, then that's what I was envisioning. And I guess the pictures that people post about what they believe that the Jobafofi actually looks like, it looks similar. Like, mm-hmm. you know how there are spiders with, like, long, skinny legs? Like, I feel like this is what the Jobafofi looks like. Mm. Now, anyway, okay. that's just what I'm seeing in my head. Maybe it's just my overall vision or maybe it's just the description or maybe it's because i watched harry potter a million times but you know don't worry about the pictures because i'll post them on the website so you can see but this cryptid is believed to exist in the jungles of africa which may be the perfect hunting ground for the spider because they're attracted to water as a place that they like to set up their homes so within the country like i said it has the congo river and that spans over 300 miles long 
And then it branches out to different little various waterways. And then if maybe this spider is like, you know what? I like a little nice scene when I'm hunting. I don't always just want to see the jungle. Well, the Congo is actually also along the Atlantic Ocean coastline. So it has options. And the preferred method for the hunting of the Jobafofi is similar to that of a trapdoor spider. Do you know anything about spiders by chance? No, just the fact that sometimes they're in my house and they're creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you laughed as you said it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so there are some spiders that like to make webs to capture their prey. And then there are other spiders who um, aren't necessarily that well at making webs. So they make like traps in order to hide and then get their uh, prey later. So this spider kind of does a combination of both, but usually they'll deck out their hunting spot with secret web lines and they have them just kind of outline the perimeter of their lair where they're going to be staying to hide. And then they dig out a giant hole for them to hide in and then camouflage it over. So the prey that's coming wouldn't suspect that they live there. And so once the prey gets close enough to this trapped door, it opens and the Jobafofi comes out and claims their next victim. Now, they use that web that I was talking about around the perimeter of their um, hideout to just let them know because they sense the vibrations and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, first layer broken. You know, the deer just broke it. The web is almost invisible. Like, you almost can't see it. And as you get closer, the potential to actually break one of them becomes higher. So it's believed that this arachnid is open to hunting almost anything. So antelopes are fair game, monkeys are fair game. The Congo has tons of different animals. And something that also is fair game is humans. So we've heard what this cryptid looks like. We know where it lives and we know how it's successful it can be. So how do we know for sure that this cryptid is real? I mean, isn't that the whole definition of what a cryptid is? Something believed to exist but necessarily isn't proven? Well... All in all, I don't think we should mess with it if we ever come face-to-face with it, let alone, I mean, being able to move after coming face-to-face with it. Because if it's a master at disguise and camouflage and then traps, well, then sounds like you're coming more face-to-face with a predator than you are coming to just any old cryptid. So according to local legends, the stories about this spider inhabiting the land have been said since the 1800s. Now, one simple account that I was able to read about was that this cryptid was written about from an American editor named George M. Eberhardt. And he's the author of a book entitled Mysterious Creatures, A Guide to Cryptozoology, which that book sounds hella cool. And I would love to read it. I can't find much birthday's coming up, if anyone's listening. (laughs) Santa? Are you listening, Santa? Well, in this book, you know, George recounts the travels of this couple that actually made their way through the Congo. And they expressed to him like one night, as an English couple, they expressed that one night in 1938, they were out on a drive. And in the distance, they saw something crossing in front of their path. Mm-hmm. Now, it's the jungle, so it could have been anything. Like I said, there are monkeys, there are antelopes, various types of deers, anything possibly. And when they got closer they noticed that whatever it was had very long legs and they got closer and they thought, okay, maybe that's a monkey. Cause maybe that's a tail. Cause it's kind of long. And mm-hmm. when they got even closer, they realized that it was more of an arachnid variety. And what they thought was maybe the tail or what they thought was 
these legs was actually this three foot long leg that was hairy, colored brown, and it was crossing the road. It helped this creature cross the road. And so they were under the impression that what they saw was the Jobafofi. And you might be thinking, well, how the heck would they know that? Well, there's another account that I'd like to share with you that's so interesting because it comes from a man named William J. Gibbons. And he was a cryptozoologist, which, let me tell you, is a cool-ass job. Could you imagine getting paid to go look for, you know, the unexplained? Ugh, it's like, like X-Files. Yeah, like people go out and hunt them, not to hunt to maybe to hurt them. I mean, hopefully not. Yeah, but they go out just to prove the existence. Right. Like, people are telling these stories. So, like I was saying, you might be wondering, how do anybody know about the Jobafofi? Well, this man named William J. Gibbons, he's a cryptozoologist, and he was coming to the Congo to actually hunt for a different cryptid, which I won't mention now because maybe we'll cover it later. But he was going to the locals and asking them questions about like, hey, have you seen, I'll just say Bigfoot, have you seen Bigfoot? And then they're like, who's Bigfoot? And he's like, oh, you know, it's a creature causing torment and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, well, we don't know anything about a Bigfoot, but what we do know about is the Jobafofi. Mm-hmm. And I guess that whole name literally translates to the people of the Congo as the giant spider. Mm. And apparently the people that live in the Congo, they live in fear that the spider might come to attack. And they mm. explained to Williams that they take cautions while building their homes or wherever they're going to build their homes or when they go out to go hunting because this predator is real and it's extremely dangerous. The size alone will scare you, but the poison will kill you. Hey, that rhymes, and I wrote that. <laughs> I'm a rapper. Well, do they prey on humans then? So that's what they claimed happened. That's why they would build their houses and like build mm-hmm. them super tight, so like it would be hard for something to kind of like break through. Because right. the houses out there are not like the houses that we have here. Mm-hmm. So in in the jungle, they have you know tons of resources, but you know the foundations are different. Everything's different. So. They usually build their houses out of thatch and they build them really tight and secure. And then picking a specific place, obviously this creature is hunting near water. So they want to make sure they like travel the land to make sure that there's no sign of a Jovafofi being there, right? So they went on to tell Williams that this cryptid is able to have babies. And that if you notice a peanut-like shell, you know how peanuts are like encased in those like... Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be white in color then you've come across the next generation of these giant spiders. Now, the babies are more yellow in color. So remember how I said as an adult, they get brown. But as a a young spiderling, they're yellow in color, and they have that same purple abdomen. And then as they get older, the color starts to turn brown. Now, the one thing that they did say is that their people have been able to kill a Jobafofi in the past. Mm -hmm. So that brings them some type of comfort because they know that the creature could actually die. And there are more accounts. Um, it's actually believed that the Jobafofi has been traveling because there are accounts in England. There are accounts in America, in Kentucky. There was supposed to be a farmer who actually um, has said that his kids had an encounter with the Jobafofi. But, you know, these are all accounts. And I know that you're hearing these accounts and these stories. And they're all from people that you hear a name, but you're like, mm, okay, yeah, for sure totally believe you dylan and i'm not mad at you because i'm the same way like i look up these people and the people and the accounts that i've told you about are from legitimate people there really was a william j gibbons uh george everhart like i I didn't want to tell the stories of like oh 
you know, Christy was walking through blah, blah, blah. And then she found the spider and was like, oh, my God, I found the spider. Like, because that doesn't do anything for anybody. Right. Right. So I try to look for stuff that would like compel me to be like, okay, that makes sense. And also you guys are listening for a story and I could tell you any kind of story. I can make it up, but I want it to be as legit as possible, if that makes sense. So you might be hearing all this stuff. And I feel like the whole idea of this giant cryptid could be inconceivable, but it's also not impossible because I've watched the Discovery Channel, right? And when I was younger, I remember seeing that millions of years ago, there used to be giant arachnids and giant insects because there was so much more oxygen in the world at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I don't know if you've ever watched the Discovery Channel, but I remember it was like one Christmas and it was going back and it was showing how this like centipede thing was fighting like, I don't remember if it was like a tarantula type creature. But they were fighting and the centipede thing won. And I was like, whoa, those are huge. And at the time, mammals used to be so small and these insects were so mm. giant because there's just, I don't know why, but more oxygen. So I thought, okay, I remember seeing this. How true was it? And I did some digging and I found that almost 160 million years ago in the Jurassic period, a fossil was found of a spider that had legs that were almost half a foot long. Now, this spider is called the Nephila Jurassica. Mm -hmm. And that may not sound, you know, legit, because saying it out loud makes it sound a little bit different than um, legitimately sounding. But it, it did exist. And I'll post pictures of its fossils. And they found a male and a female. And I know that hearing that a half foot long leg of a spider and you know this cryptid isn't the smoking gun that we're looking for but it does prove that there's fossil existence out there that there was actually a larger arachnid and it's possible and maybe these were just the babies because they only found a few fossils they didn't find you know a whole lot a, a whole lot but maybe these are just babies and we're just like wow this is insane these spiders are bigger than any of the spiders that we have currently but it's possible because we have fossil proof that there was something bigger out there. Mm -hmm. And I think now the last thing that I'd like to share about this cryptid is that back in 2013, someone allegedly caught video proof that the Jobafofi was real and it existed. And I sent that to Rena. So what did you think when you saw that video? Well, at first I couldn't see it because mm -hmm. it is black and white. But if you look closely in that video, it's just... It just crawls really fast, mm -hmm. like on the bush or something. And to me, it looked like a freaking, like a scorpion from afar. No, I get that. You know, you obviously mm -hmm. look through comments and people are like, it's a deer. Like, that's a deer. That's not a spider. But it has so much more legs than a deer would have. And so. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. I'm going to post a video. And in the comments, they said, go to the 42nd mark. Look in the right corner mm -hmm. under the mound and you'll see what it potentially could be the Jobafofi. So a lot of the people were writing comments on that video like, oh, I remember stories about that. And I visited the Congo and this and that. Yeah. There's just so many things that are like unknown still to this day that, I mean, I, it could be out there just like Bigfoot, you know. And if the people in Congo have killed it before mm -hmm. i'm sure it's around somewhere no definitely 
and it's just cool. But I think, um, you know, with everything out there, we're just going to learn more and more. So with that said, I think we're going to end this week's episode. Um, um, I'll post pictures and the videos that we talked about on our website at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com. And then you'll see pictures that I'll post on our Instagram stories and Facebook stories um, at Campfire Adventures Podcasts. And I guess with all that said, you're at the end of another episode. We are chilling on the rooms or in our rooms because we need that sometimes. And every noise you heard is because we are indoors and we're chilling. And if you listen to this in the morning or the evening, I hope you have a good morning or good evening. And with that, I'm going to say bye. So bye. Peace.